you know it's so, a way of getting high on your own supplies <laughs> you're not supposed to do that heather my dealer said you never get high on your own supply okay when it's your breath <laughs> On this podcast, we share our experiences through the energetic practices that have changed our lives. Our mission is to encourage you to explore and experiment on your healing journey to find what works best for you. Thanks for listening. And now for the show. Welcome to episode five of Is This Shit Legit? Five years old. Not just kidding. So no. <laughs> five episodes. Maybe two months old. I'm this many. <laughs> five fingers old five yeah it's been fun this one i can't believe we've come up with this much to say about all these topics there's still there's like more that i want to talk about so many which is good for a podcast that we don't intend to end anytime soon (laughs) we have content yeah we have content it's coming for you for the first time in my life i feel like i've even had like kind of an idea of like once we run out of like the things that we've been involved with we can like yeah go into like we could maybe even like go do stuff you know oh I love like, that go do something that we've never done before or whatever yeah exactly we'll, we'll talk about it. we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to that once we run out of ideas yeah which is not about to happen anytime soon Mm-mm. okay so episode five of is this shit legit is going to be drum roll please Breathwork. Breathwork. Okay, so I realized that we didn't actually discuss what breathwork means to each of us. Ooh, so, so this will be interesting to hear what re- Heather did the research, and I was supposed to do some of the research and didn't hold up my end of the deal. <laughs> you were editing the last episode of the podcast. That is true. That is yeah. true. <laughs> but, um, our schedule got off a little bit, but we're back on track. Yeah. So. When I say breath work, I think of something very specific, but now I realize I don't think that you and I have ever like had a discussion no. about breath work. So I'm curious to hear what you think breath work is. Oh, Might be the exact same thing. Who knows? We get to work this out in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So to me, breath work is a way I have the benefit of having done the research that has some information to pull She's up. the one who's going to be actually right. Um, she can disprove everything I say. To me, breath work. As a way of controlling something that is part of our autonomic nervous system. You know, we don't have to tell ourselves to breathe. It just happens. Okay. That's a new word for me. Autonomic? Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, I'm assuming auto means like it just happens, yeah. right? What's the nomic part? The autonomic nervous system is like those functions inside the body that just happen without us having to like think your heart about beating. Them. Heart beating. Okay. Our breathing. And breathing. Yeah. Your lungs um, just pulling in air. Cells multiplying. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's a way of controlling that function in a way to bring some sort of effect to the body. Mm -hmm. And from my research, it can have all sorts of crazy different effects depending on how you use it. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. What is your take on breath? So, I was introduced to it. Well, I think originally what I thought breath work was years ago, I was introduced to it through yoga, which is, um, I don't remember any of the terms now, but I remember like breath of fire was one thing, but there's a type, there's a certain type of yoga that really focuses on like 
your breath not just like the like most yoga will focus on like you know breathe in and breathe out with like certain poses as you move but this one is like focuses on like breath of fire and like inhaling in certain ways and like swinging around and like beating your body with your arm what is that called because that was my introduction to yeah kundalini kundalini that's i I knew it had a name i was like there's a name for this yoga and i can't remember what it is kundalini yoga is like very focused on like focusing on your breath it's like less about what your body's doing and more about like breathing in a very certain way to kind of like energize you and clear things out yeah so when i was first introduced to the breath work that i want to discuss today potentially that's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, cool. It's like Kundalini yoga or whatever and stuff yeah. like that. And the person who was teaching it to me was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> there are like, so many different types of breath. Yeah. Work. Yeah. That is a form of breath work, I would yeah. say. I mean, I don't know, like maybe, you know, because you've been doing the research as to like what the actual like clinical definition of it might be. But I mean, I wouldn't say that's not working with your breath, right? Like that's certainly Kundalini yoga is doing something with your breath in order to get a result. Yes. So it kind of counts as breath work to me. But what I learned later after doing breathwork for like over a year that there's a name called somatic breathwork. And that is what I was thinking of when I said breathwork. So somatic breathwork to me is like, it's almost like a meditation, like a guided meditation with a person. And so you go in with this other human. I've done it virtually, not in person. And they have like a playlist and they set up the ambiance and you can like set your intentions as to what you want to get through that day or whatever and then there's a very specific type of breathing that you do for like 30 minutes and you like kind of build up to this peak doing this very we'll go into it but doing this very specific type of breathing that kind of like clears out your body and like for me like I get like tingles throughout my body and like I call it like an ice crown like it feels like there's like a crown of ice on my head and stuff and it's like you just like hyper oxygenate your cells essentially yeah and that helps move things and it helps process things and then you kind of go into a deep relaxation so you do that for like I think it's about 30 minutes or whatever I'm usually I'm not the one guiding it so I don't really time it (laughs) I think it's about a half hour of like really intense breathing and then for like 20 minutes there's nice soft music playing and you just kind of relax and you let like the visions wash over you you just kind of let what your body is going to do do and like the for me like the facilitator would often like ask questions during that very softly and kindly but like what do you need in this moment or like ask yourself like what messages do you need to receive or whatever so that you can kind of like let that after doing the intense breath work breath work you would then let that just kind of answer itself you know yeah those will go into more of my experience but that's what I was thinking of is that like kind of what you found in your research or are you thinking of other things that is one of the many different forms that I found okay but that sounds like a really awesome experience it was it was really great there's actually I just learned of someone here in Portland who does somatic breath work in person and I've never done it in person I've only ever done it virtually so I'm like ooh, that might be my next goal is trying to do some in person yeah my first foray with breath work was also in kundalini during the pandemic i was introduced like the very beginning of the pandemic like in march of 2020 i was introduced to kundalini through a friend because there was like this online kind of membership that i could access it through Mm -hmm. jai dave have you heard of jai dave no okay okay anyway he's like the online kundalini guru i got super into it yeah. So like the rest of the world is like freaking out, panicking. Like, and I just, I've got my breath. I'm in my own, like <laughs> bliss bubble. Like 
I seriously felt like I was floating on cloud nine. I That's hilarious. loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I described it as it felt like a, somebody had taken a toothbrush and cleaned out my brain. Oh, really? Seriously, I still feel the effects of that. Like it helped me cope with anxiety. Mm-hmm so effectively yeah well that's something to touch on too like I myself with the somatic breath work that I was talking about the first few sessions were so intense like I think they cleared out stuff from my childhood absolutely so it's not necessarily I mean I think it is a good practice to do regularly but it's like you can go in and do a few every now and then and it'll just like it's like yeah flushing your system yeah (laughs) you know it just like flushes it out and I think I mentioned it, I don't remember what episode, we had an episode a few weeks back that I said something about like, I actually have a really good tip for like having like a really big result from something and that like just from like one session. That was what I was teasing a couple episodes back. Like if you're looking for some sort of like really big kind of aha moment, some really big like, whoa, like transformational, like what the hell just happened kind of thing Yeah. off of not that many sessions, breath work for me has been. Yep. Same, same. I 100% agree with that. It's like the most bang for your buck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As far as creating really impactful, long lasting shifts, breath work is. That's where it's at. It's legit. It's legit. (laughs) It's legit. I think think there is no question here. Both Heather and I think it's pretty legit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay, so let's go on to what you learned yeah, so about breathwork and your research. The history of breathwork, just like a lot of the things that we've been talking about already, it dates back to ancient times. Mm-hmm. We've got Egyptians using breathwork. They had this deep understanding of the importance of breath control and developed a variety of different techniques to promote well-being. They noticed that it was a way to use it for both spiritual and physical health, but also in the context of their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So they like had this this practice called Heka, which means magic or magical power. Okay. Is and, that related to like Hecate? Isn't she a goddess somewhere? You know, sounds right. I have I no think idea. She might be a Greek goddess. But it was believed to be the force that created and sustained the world. And they believed that by harnessing this force, they could achieve greater spiritual and physical well-being. So it's interesting that other customs and cultures had a very similar stance on breathwork. So over 5,000 years ago in India, they had what was called pranayama. Okay, I know prana just from yoga. Prana is your breath, right? So this means the regulation and expansion of life energy through breath. So the origins of pranayama can be traced back through the ancient Indian texts like the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> That's a fun one. Cool. To say. Yeah. Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they discuss the importance in there of breath for spiritual growth and attainment of higher states of consciousness. Mm, yeah. Okay. And then even in China, we have this also happening around the same time through the practice of Qigong. That is a form of traditional Chinese medicine in which they believe that the breath was closely connected to the body's vital energy and that by controlling the breath, it could help balance and harmonize the body's energy. 
Okay, so how come none of this stuff ever happens in Europe? <laughs> I feel like every time we're talking about the history of something, it's like Egypt and China and, and India. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did, what the, did the Europeans not feel in tune with themselves? <laughs> I don't know what was happening there. Okay. That's... I mean, I guess it makes sense because they went out and conquered everybody else. So maybe they were trying to run away from something. I I actually don't know like much about ancient European culture. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Well, I feel um, like they're like into trees. When I think about ancient European yeah. cultures, I feel like it's like people who worship nature. But I don't know. Anyway, like you yeah. said, that's a different series. Yeah. Because <laughs> both of us are of European descent. So yeah, it's right? interesting that we don't know the history of our own colonization culture. at its finest. Hmm, now I'm so curious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Breath well, the Chinese called this vital energy, uh, this breath, mm-hmm. qi, and believed it to flow through the body through channels called meridians. Mm-hmm. We've gone over that before. Yeah. And they believe that by regulating the breath, one could improve the flow of qi mm-hmm. and promote overall health and well-being. So, Wait, so is qi breath or breath is like going to help So qi? Actually, sorry, qi is energy. This vital energy is is called chi. Right, chi and breath can help you maintain that energy. Controlling the breath helps you balance and harmonize this the body's vital energy. Okay, cool. Yeah. So breath is a tool. To breath help is a tool. Maintain yes. energy. Yes, and then later it was adopted into some of their spiritual practices as well. So we've got it being used for physical well being got it being used for higher states of consciousness mm-hmm. for spiritual growth mm-hmm. so then we come to the 20th century fast forward so it's like these ancient, over a few thousand years yeah these ancient cultures have been using these technology of controlled breath in order to have all these benefits we just talked about and now i don't know what you know they probably are continuing on to do them but fast forward modern culture Something happens in the U.S. where we, as a nation, have this awakening and start to, around the 60s and 70s, dive into all these practices from the Eastern mm-hmm. world and bring them into our own, like, oh my God, what what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> own explorations. It's a cultural revolution. Cultural revolution, yes. So trace back to early 20th century actually even before that dr otto rank and wilhelm reich both believed that breath was closely connected to emotional and psychological well-being reich developed a form of breathwork called breathing therapy which was used to help individuals release repressed emotions and traumas so he believed that repressed emotions were stored in the body and that by releasing them through breath work, one could improve emotional and psychological well-being. So that sounds a lot like somatic breath work to me. That yeah. That sounds a lot like why I did that stuff and what I was And what about. you were experiencing. Yeah. yeah. So then we now come into the consciousness raising era of the 60s and 70s. And this is when holotropic breath work was born, which is... A practice consisting of two main components, prolonged overbreathing or hyperventilation and music. So it says the, the music must be evocative and the client is told to let the music flow and resonate in their body. Mm-hmm. A practitioner may also use touch body work, group sharing or artistic expression technique. Oh, so it's like dance mixed with intense breath. 
It says holotopic breathing can resemble the experience of psychedelic drugs. Oh, okay. The breathing pattern can increase body awareness and allow you to connect to your conscious and unconscious mind because of the release of neurotransmitters, oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin in the brain. So that's interesting. And then from there, uh, rebirthing breath work, which focused on the traumatic experience of birth. Like I get that being squeezed through a birth canal probably doesn't feel good, especially yeah. as one of the first things that happens to you in your existence. Yeah. But I have heard people talk about like the reason that we don't remember our like birth or being in the womb is because we blocked it out due to the trauma of childbirth. And that's like a bridge too far for me because I'm like, I don't remember anything from being a baby. I doubt yeah. that like the trauma of childbirth is what's blocking out me being a baby. That's, I don't know. Yeah, I was really surprised when I actually found that as a type of therapy because I was like, what? That's something we all go through. Like literally we yeah, have- like every being, every being has to go through birth in some way. So it seems weird that it'd be like hindering us. In some way, but to that point, we are alive because of the sun, and if you stay out in the sun too long, it will kill you. And that has always been a paradox that I cannot wrap my brain around. Yeah, so, yeah. So maybe it's, it is. It's really interesting to that the whole therapy was developed around healing a trauma that we don't even remember, and every single one of us has yeah. to go through. Yeah. And I'm it's like an essential super, part to life. I'm super curious what people who go through this modality, like use it, what they what they experience and what they come out on the other side, because like, maybe this is something I need to heal and I don't even know it. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. It's a little far-fetched Yeah. You. I'm not saying I wouldn't like try it. I wouldn't like go to <laughs> something and see if it does anything for me, but it's a little far-fetched for me. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. It's interesting. So then we come into the 90s, and that's really when breathwork takes off. Another cultural revolution. We start to develop all of these different types. And so it's integrative breathwork, which is based on holotropic breathwork. Mm -hmm. We got clarity breathwork, which is based on rebirthing. We got controlled breathing, circular breathing, conscious connected breathing. Circular breathing is cool. Do you know about circular breathing? That shit's cool. Uh, I know about it from musically, like you can breathe in through your nose as you're breathing out from your mouth at the same time. And it's what, um, is it Louis Armstrong? Some famous uh, trumpeter can do it. And like, that's what like really amazing musician, brass musicians, you have to like use their breath to make an instrument go they use circular breathing. They breathe in through their nose as they breathe out their mouth so that they can literally keep playing forever because they don't have to stop to take a breath. That's fascinating because it takes, I used to play trumpet. Oh, did you? When I was in a middle school band. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I played flute. Oh my God. It takes a lot of force Mm -hmm. like to be able to blow through that Mm -hmm. brass instrument and create a sound. takes a lot of power. And so that's really fascinating that they able to breathe in simultaneously breathing out yeah I've tried multiple times in my life every now and then I try to do it again but I can't I've not been able to crack the code on circular breathing but it is amazing to me yeah that sounds pretty cool go ahead listener try it you breathe in through your nose as you're breathing out through your mouth not separate like it's circular breathing as in consistent 
cloud. I don't know if that's the circular breathing you're talking about, but that's what I know it for. Well, let's see. We're here. It says circular breathing is a breath pattern that consists of long, slow inhales and exhales. The length of the inhalation and exhalation should be about the same is meant to clear energy blocks within the body and foster the movement of energy. Okay. That just sounds like breathing slow. Yeah. Like, to boil that down, you breathe very slowly. <laughs> with equal inhales yeah. and exhales. <laughs> Which so, is not a bad thing. Long and deep. <laughs> yeah. But then the other ones are, did I say fast and full breathing, deep relaxation breathing, holotropic, and yogic. So those are, as far as I could find, all of the many variations of breath work. So take your pick. Yeah. Depending on the effect that you want to receive. Now, these different things, you may or may not know the answer to this, but are these like different like therapists, for lack of a better word, or practitioners that you can go to and they'll walk you through this? Or is like, what, like, how do you get into like different types of breath work and what do you do to be like, I want to do controlled breathing or you know what? I'm really into like conscious connected breathing. How do I? Yeah. Like, or is it all just like, there's breath work practitioners and they are versed in many of these things and can kind of pull from different areas of knowledge. So from my experience, practitioners of breath work who are out there holding sessions, they are trained in a specific type and that's their jam. Okay. So if you want to have that specific type of experience, you go see that type of practitioner. There are types of breath work that you can certainly do all by your lonesome. Mm -hmm. Like the four square breathing is the type of controlled breathing. Yeah. And that's where you, you know, breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Right. And you, know, you just square. keep doing that. A box. So in the, like the down regulating breaths, you know, where you breathe in for four and breathe out for eight. Mm -hmm. just, you can just do that by yourself. But the purpose of those two types of breath work that you can do all by your lonesome is to calm and regulate the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So back to that vagus nerve. Yep. Yep. Which yep. keeps coming up. That's a really good tip for sleeping. If anyone struggles to get to sleep at night. Yeah. Is what'd you call it? Down regulating. Mm -hmm. I don't have a word for it. I was like, you just exhale longer than you inhale. It's, I don't generally have a problem going to sleep, but over the last like year or so, I've started to like have a little bit of insomnia. I think it has to do with age. Anyway. Not, I wouldn't say insomnia. That's that's extreme and dramatic. <laughs> but like, I don't so go dramatic. immediately. I know. Oh, like never sleeping. So it takes me twenty minutes to get to sleep. Like, oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> How do you handle? I know it's been tough. It's been really tough, and I'm glad that you're here to like recognize. <laughs> I'm really struggling with this. No, but what I mean is like. I used to be able to just like lay down and go to sleep and now some nights it does like my brain wasn't won't turn off and it does take me a little bit longer breathing out like having an exhale longer than my inhale has like I will do it and while I'm doing it I'm like this isn't working and then all of a sudden I'm waking up the next morning and I'm like oh I guess I fell asleep like you know so it's like I'll breathe in for four and breathe out for six or whatever and I'll just yeah. do that like five to ten times and I'm sitting there being like this is stupid and I can't turn my brain off and I'm just gonna keep doing the breathing or whatever and then all of a sudden all of a sudden you wake up I'm like huh I guess I was asleep <laughs> it just knocks you right out so it's a very handy sleep tool that's hilarious yeah so if you just want to calm yourself down you got tools yeah. with your breath yeah all breath is yourself. an easy tool to access but the cool thing about breath work is it can also be used 
for all of these to create all of these different types of experiences in your body like you can use it to energize you mm-hmm. you know how you do that how? the opposite of what i was just talking you about breathe real fast yeah you do. that's where the breath of fire comes in yeah breath of fire and you do your inhale shorter than your exhale so so just no no the breath of fire is even but it's coming from the diaphragm and you're like pumping your stomach. Yeah, while you're that's doing breath it. of fire. And you're doing it through your nose. And that's breath of fire. That'll get you going. What I was trying to say is your exhale is shorter than your inhale, is what I meant to say. Mm. So the opposite of what I was talking about when you're sleeping, if you're trying to get a little bit of energy, you do a big inhale, short exhale. So you're like really big inhale and then just like shove your air out of your body, you yeah. know? And so you're not like taking a nice long, calm exhale, but you're like, whew. Like, so to kind yeah, of energize your body. So you can use it to calm yourself, to energize yourself. And you can also use it to release stored trauma mm-hmm. in the body. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my experiences with breath work, first of all, is Kundalini, which okay. was like fucking amazing. I just, On cloud nine, do you still do it? Every now and then. Yeah. I was like really into it for a year and a half. Yeah, and then life happened. Well, I reached a place where I just felt really good, also, and I was like, I don't need to do this as consistently for now, and then I'll still do it. And then I'm like, yeah, this is great. But that's kind of how I felt with my own somatic breath work yeah. too. Is like I enjoyed doing it, and it was like a fun time for me to like take an hour out of the day for myself. But it was like I was getting less and less out of it. I'm not getting these like huge revelations. Not that you need that every time, but when it's like been six months and you're like, oh, I'm just sitting on the floor for a while. It's like, do I need yeah. to be doing it as frequently as I'm doing it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's cleared up so much bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just don't feel the need to practice it right. as consistently. <laughs> but other than that, I've done a couple of different breathwork ceremonies, like in group. Mm-hmm. And those have been really cool. What did you do in those? I don't even remember what type it was called. I want to say they called it breath wave, where it was an equal inhale and exhale. And it was trying to connect the inhale to the exhale. So there was no pause in between. And it was going... Conscious connected breath, right? There we go. She's describing conscious connected breathing. Conscious connected breathing. They called it breath wave Mm -hmm. because that was their certification program. They went through (laughs) There was music playing, and what I experienced was I got to a place where I was just so focused on the breath that the rest of the world kind of tuned out, and then I was getting the tingling in my hands and feet. Mm -hmm. It went on for an hour. I love the tingles. Yeah, it felt really good. It felt, again, like one of those just kind of clear in space, Mm -hmm. helping me to... I guess process things, but it's interesting because a lot of people in that particular experience, you know, were having like really big releases mm-hmm. where they're like crying or screaming or yeah. whatever. And we're, we're told like this could happen. Um, if it does happen, just go with it. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm having, I'm having a great time. Right. <laughs> You guys are having you're struggling over here. What kind of trauma did you have in your childhood? It just made me really grateful for the <laughs> kundalini that I had already like yeah. yeah. So all sorts of different things can come up for people. 
Yeah, I'm not sure I would be comfortable doing that in a group setting yet. Maybe like everyone has their own different levels. But like when I started doing breath work, we were doing it virtually. So it was like everyone was muted and Mm -hmm. your eyes are closed. So you're not like watching other people. And so you didn't have, so you like were in your own little bubble because you are literally in your own bubble in your home. And I'm not hearing other people, which gave me the comfort to be like, it's okay if I start crying because I know nobody can hear me. And so I'm not like disrupting anyone else's flow or whatever they're doing and there was one breath work that I did where I like scream cried I was like sobbing for like half an hour like painful sobbing like my face muscles hurt afterwards I was like so contorted from like sobbing yeah that was a pretty pretty amazing experience to just like release whatever it was that was in my body I still don't even know exactly what it was I think it was lots of stuff from my childhood probably lots of different things it wasn't like one event that just like had been stored in me and I'd just been carrying around and I just like cried it out for like half an hour like painfully cried it out yeah so that sounds really powerful it was super powerful and it was I was probably like my third breathwork session that that like kind of cleared things out and I don't think I've had one like that since I cry occasionally when I do breathwork it's not violent (laughs) like you know I just might start weeping or something like that or some tears come out it's definitely releasing stuff but I don't know that I'd be comfortable doing that in a group setting but it sounds like you I did it I was like well it's I've been wanting to try this it's available I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. so I did it and yeah luckily for me or not luckily I don't know (laughs) either way there's no judgment on it you did it wrong um (laughs) I don't think I don't think you can do it. They did. They told me you can't do it wrong. <laughs> my teacher said you can't mess it up. You can't so, do it wrong. Um, yeah, my facilitator would always say like, even if I just facilitate the best nap you've ever had, like that's okay too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if you just fall asleep because the music's nice. Yeah, that's cool. If you so, need a nap, that's cool. I guess the point is, there's no judgment on however you, whatever experience you have is what you were meant to have. Mm-hmm. Is whatever wanted to be processed and. Well, I think it speaks to the body too. I know we touched on this last episode as well, that like the body knows what it needs to do to heal. That's not to say the body's always going to do that necessarily because we like to get in our own way a lot and put lots of weird stuff into our minds and bodies. But in a perfect world, the body will heal itself. And so breathwork is a way to come back to like give that space to just let your body do what it needs to do. And a lot of most, like most of what we want it to do is like clear stuff out. Like it's holding on to things. It's holding on to trauma. It's holding on to some event. It's holding on to emotions. And so you're just giving it that space and that encouragement to process it, to move it through, to release it out of your body. And And once you're no longer holding on to it, then you increase your capacity to be present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one other experience I've had with breathwork was actually as part of a cacao ceremony. Oh, you've done a cacao ceremony. Oh, I've only just learned about this like in the last six months. Oh, I've done several, but this one included a breathwork and actually sound as part of it. So mm-hmm. this one was really cool and felt really good. Um, oh my God, so... I wish you guys could have seen her face. Right <laughs> really good. <laughs> This one was mouth breathing. Uh-huh. So we're breathing in and out through our mouth, which feels kind of weird. Your mouth mm-hmm. gets dry. Yeah. But you, you just go with it. Every now and then you have to close it and <laughs> wet it. <laughs> Rewet your tongue a little bit. <laughs> keep going. But so it started out with drinking uh, some ceremonial cacao, which is meant to be a heart opener. We can do I heard it's not supposed to be like chocolate. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't it's taste like sweet. 
it's yeah. bitter yeah but the whole purpose of it is to be a heart opener so you drop into this beautiful heart opening space and then uh the woman leading the practice she like told us okay now do this type of breathing and sustain it mm-hmm. and like close your eyes and just allow yourself to relax into it and then she went and played all these beautiful instruments like sound bowls and chimes and you know everybody's just having their own journey their own experience and what I remember from that because she was leading it and giving us prompts was you know she asked asked us prompts you know like what messages are you receiving what are you meant to let go of what are Mm -hmm. you meant to step into those kinds of things so that was really powerful I remember that one having like a uh, head high and that's an, yeah, yeah. an interesting uh, side effect of breath work is how it creates these natural highs in mm-hmm. us that are similar to effects of taking drugs, drugs like <laughs> lsd or mushrooms or from my understanding of drugs drugs aren't generally maybe i'm totally wrong here but i don't think like a lot of times that it's drugs create in effect, I don't know how to say this properly, but it's not like the drug comes in and does something, or at least maybe I'm thinking of ecstasy. It helps, it encourages your brain to like over-release certain chemicals, which is mm-hmm. why like with ecstasy you get like, or molly or whatever, you get like super lovey-dovey. It's not because molly is in there and like because like molly is making you feel lovey-dovey, but molly's making your brain release a fuck ton of serotonin. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, on a high from serotonin because Mm -hmm. molly opens the door for all the serotonin to flood out which is why the come down is so difficult because now you've depleted your serotonin stores and you feel like shit the next day and then you need to store that back up i would assume other drugs kind of work like that i don't know now that i'm saying this out loud i'm like i've never really thought of drugs being the actual actor that are creating a hallucination they're just opening up doors in your brain to release whatever chemicals that are generally released in like a slow amount, but we're just like accidentally flooding our brain with our own body chemicals. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's an interesting take on it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, and I'm not sure I explained that very well, but it would make sense to me that you could also get high off breath work because you could then open up, you have access to all of these like highs that drugs give you. Yeah. Because the chemicals are all in your brain already. That body high, that euphoria Mm -hmm. that feeling yeah of like I am connected to oneness which is something that you know can be also experienced when on mushrooms Mm -hmm. or LSD just that change in perception of going from the separate to this unified experience of existing expand on that what do you mean by unified experience separate versus unified in my normal waking state, not high on breath. Right. Or not intoxicated on oxygen. Intoxicated <laughs> on oxygen. Sober. You know, I experience myself as this separate individual. Yeah. yeah, sure. But having the experience of being high on oxygen <laughs> or, you know, being on mushrooms or LSD or even Molly, that perception of myself as this separate individual starts to fade into the background. And now I suddenly see like, oh, no, I'm a part of something so much bigger. Mm. I'm a part of existence itself. 
Uh, that's why people get that lovey-dovey feeling is because they now these barriers are down. Okay. And we see ourselves as connected to other people and part of the same life experience. We're just a drop in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Unified experience. But also we experience ourselves as like the ocean itself. You know, we feel like so much more expansive Mm -hmm. and it opens us up to. You know what always is like so cool to me too, speaking of being the ocean, is like two things. All of the water that's ever existed on earth is here on earth now. Like there's no new water well you just water's not created really yeah you you hadn't made that connection yet no wow yeah the water that is on the earth was here a billion years ago however the earth is yeah it just goes through the water table water cycle or whatever it's in the sky in the atmosphere comes down to the oceans or the rivers whatever goes into the ground even so much more important to like not pollute it right well i mean it cleanses itself through the water thing i'm not pro polluting water but it does make <laughs> me think about when people are really like water, like, and there are water issues. A lot of the issues is that like it's going into the oceans, which is not something that we can drink. And so it's like, you know, our rivers and lakes, yeah. that you know, those things are drying up. So like the water cycle is getting unbalanced. So that's a big issue. But then I do think about like the water's not going anywhere. It's always going to be here. Mm. Like it always exists unless our atmosphere goes somewhere. If And then we're all fucked anyway. If our atmosphere disappears, we're all dead. Yeah. But like the water that's always been here is always still there, which means the second part of what I was going to say is the water that is inside your body right now at one point was probably in a dinosaur. What? Right? Like you're part dinosaur right now. <laughs> Isn't that cool, though? Because if the same water has been cycling through this earth this whole time, it was cycling through dinosaurs, it was cycling through other animals, you could be part lion. Like, there's the water, I mean, water only stays in us for, I don't know how long does water stay with us, not that long. I know our body is mostly water, but, like, we cycle through. Yeah. Would it be the same with air? The same air that dinosaurs breathed? Good question. I've not thought about that. I would think so. We definitely have an atmosphere, and maybe that atmosphere interacts with the universe in some way that it like trades out air. But air that Jesus breathed, maybe. Well, I don't necessarily think Jesus was a real person. You you don't think Jesus? No, I think he was fictional. Anyway, that's a whole different. (laughs) Who's that one who cut off all the heads of his wives? Oh, yeah. You're breathing his air. Okay, maybe. Henry VIII. Henry VIII. Wonderful. Or Cleopatra, if that makes you feel sure, better. Sure, sure. Okay. Mark Anthony, is that the That's person? a person. Yeah, that was a person. Was that a current person that used to be married to J-Lo? Or is that, yeah, a... <laughs> that was a Roman emperor? Perhaps? Yeah. But isn't that also, who was the yeah. guy that was married to J-Lo? Whoa. <laughs> you just got left turn at Albuquerque. Holy shit. Okay, reeling it back. You're reeling it back breath work anyway yeah so i think it's cool with water the water in you is probably dinosaur water and yeah it's a good question of if the air has been cycled through yeah if it's the same I mean, air if, since if, the dawn of time. if that's the the case with water i would imagine it i mean it makes sense air. too because like we breathe it into trees and trees breathe it back out for us right yeah. so it's got to be the same stuff yeah it's just cycling around this earth anyway which makes you realize how potent breathing is how potent of a tool 
using your breath is and it also makes you realize just how much we are part of nature and how much we are part of our environment we are our environment not just a part of it like we are the environment we exist in the environment of the environment hmm. that makes sense hmm. we are the environment i know i go like skeptical where I'm like I don't believe that that's weird and then I'm like also by the way I'm a dinosaur (laughs) I'm definitely a dinosaur and I am ocean and I am stars so I I weave a wobble back and forth between what I will and will not believe it's a paradox it's all a paradox (laughs) was there anything else in your breath work journey that you wanted to share with our listeners I'm just gonna go back to what I opened with but 10 out of 10 Breathwork you can't is, read it yet. Well, it's like the most impactful that I've experienced. Yeah. As far as like like a quick hit modality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Like you said, bang for your buck. Bang it's like if you buck. want something that's going to give you results instantly, try breathwork. Try breathwork. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I would say probably the most available, accessible. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's very accessible. Because like, you literally do it every day. So all you have to do is kind of alter what yeah. you're already naturally doing. Yep. It's always available. Have you heard of Wim Hof? I have heard of Wim Hof. Have you read any of his books or anything? No, I have not. I've heard of it only because I used to do the cold plunge. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were talking about Wim Hof breathing and the cold plunge. So he is known as the Iceman. Okay. He is Dutch. I don't remember where he's from. Somewhere very cold in Europe. And maybe like Switzerland or Sweden. Anyway, he one day when he was a boy, a wee little, a wee lad, a wee laddie <laughs> wandering around. He he used to actually, he started the book that I read with like, he fell asleep in the snow more than once. And like his parents oh. had to like come find him and like, like he had to go to like hospital. Like, He's like, like, it's all right, I'm chill. Yeah, like, he would just fall asleep in the snow. <laughs> And then one day when he was, I think he was a little bit older. I think he was like teenagers years. He climbed into a lake in winter when it was like iced over. Like he just was like drawn towards it. (laughs) The thing that he noticed when he did that was as soon as he like got into the very cold weather, the first thing his body did was inhale, right? Which you Mm -hmm. can relate to whenever we get really cold, we go... (laughs) like our body contracts and it's like whoa like and so he noticed the connection between cold and breath and like preservation and breath and so he started he went on this lifelong journey of like like exploring that connection and so he's now known as the ice man he like climbs mountains where without um like oxygen packs or whatever you know as you get like super high on like a real mountain not just like yeah. a fun short one like most people like um, Mount Everest yeah example. Mount Everest I think yeah. the tallest one and is it Kilimanjaro in Africa Something one of like those that. yeah like he leads tours where they like just breathe and they do it like he set records I don't know if he set records but he's done them in very I feel like he has but as soon as I said it I was like that might not be true <laughs> But he's taken tours where they like break these like expectations of everyone's like it should take like three days. I'm just making up numbers, but like it should take three days and they get done in like a day and a half Whoa. or whatever. And they're like, how the hell did you do that? And they're like, we just harness our breath. Like we just wow. breathe in this certain way. So he, so he is similar to what I did with my breath work facilitator, which was the way that she always said is like, we would take like two inhales in and then one out. And it was a conscious connected breathing where you okay. didn't stop in between. We did it a little bit different in different sessions, but it was like, you could either do like, fill your belly, fill your lungs, and then exhale, fill your belly, fill your lungs. 
or it was like you could do one breath with that where it was just like do a really big breath but like and then exhale but it was like the exhale itself is a relaxation it's not a pushing out of the air but it's just Mm -hmm. like relaxing your muscles so that the air just naturally flows out okay of your body but then you do that consciously and focused for like a half an hour and all of this oxygen that you're just like shoving through your body starts to make your fingers single and gives you an ice crown and your head just kind of like feels and so the way Wim Hof does it I haven't practiced a lot so don't quote me on this listener sorry (laughs) but he has you hold your breath after doing this special breathing for like 10 to 30 times he says the and he has done some schooling. I don't know exactly what his credentials are. So, I mean, take it all with a grain of salt. He says, you're going from alkaline to base. Are those the two acidic yeah. things? So when your body, like the reason that your body tells you to inhale is because I don't know which way it is, but it's because it's gone too far, quote unquote. It's gone in the one direction, let's say alkaline. Like it's become alkaline unbalanced and that's your body telling you that's the trigger to inhale and then that balances it to base or whatever and balances you out and so that's the trigger of why we naturally inhale is like there's this little chemical reaction going on in our body constantly of like you're a little bit out of balance and so your lungs inhale and then you're good so when you're breathing like that so intensely and filling your body with oxygen constantly you get to the point where your takes longer for your body to get out of balance and so what you can do, the whole point of this is you can hold your breath for like a really long time Oh, because your body isn't triggered to inhale. So it's like uh-huh. you do this breathing like 30 times in a row and then you hold your breath and you end up holding your breath for like 90 seconds hmm. and you're like, fine. <laughs> and not like, yeah, go ahead. So when you're holding your breath, are you holding it at the inhale or the exhale? Are you holding it with a full lung or with an empty lung? Exhale. I think I'm not sure if that's required, but I'm pretty sure every time I've done it, it's like at the end of the exhale, you just stop breathing. Okay. You just keep your mouth closed <laughs> and you don't inhale again. Yeah, but I've done it and it is interesting. I can hold my breath a lot longer than I can when I'm just like randomly just try to hold my breath and you don't feel it's not torture. Like you don't feel the need to inhale. Like mm-hmm. you're just sitting there holding your breath. So he's like done that. He like, he like Houdini and he's like underwater, like showing how long he can Whoa. hold his breath because he's like. He's wild. Anyway, I'm like he's like an extreme example. I think all of beings are like unique beings that all have their different skill sets and biologically are made up differently. And I think yeah, he is for doing things. he's a unique example of like being able to figure that out and really manipulate his yeah. breath to be able to do some extreme stuff. I don't think most of the people are capable of the things that he's done, but he is like an interesting I mean, guide. With enough training, it sounds right. like he devoted his life his to life practicing to this. But so. he is an interesting example and guide of like what you could work toward. I'm not saying we yeah. should all be able to like hold our breath for two minutes underwater, but <laughs> yeah. it's interesting to dig into him. He's a very interesting character. Hmm. And with that, it's like this helps clear out those things helps clear out emotions you know so it's also like he kind of views it as a way of like putting your body in balance with itself and with its environment around it and helps you you know like stay it's like a form of therapy you know helps you stay more balanced and more emotionally regulated so that's generally why he's teaching the things that he teaches is to give people a better life you know yeah yeah that's cool and with that he also talks about cold plunges <laughs> yeah because he likes to hang out and he loves that cold, cold water, water. <laughs> i mean i'll do it but i don't necessarily yeah. enjoy it i actually i don't do it that often anymore but when i did do it i was like excited about it i think i made it up to like a minute and a half 
yeah. in like ice bath. And it can be fun, but I don't do it that regularly anymore. Yeah. You you can get conditioned to it. Like when I was doing it on a regular basis multiple times a week. Yeah. I could do it for several minutes. What kind of makes sense to me, the idea that we're I think this is a Wim Hof thing too, but like we're too comfortable. I mean, I'm all about mm-hmm. comfort, <laughs> but like anxiety could part of anxiety or like anxiety issues, anxiety um, disorders could come from the idea that like we don't have capacity the to fight or discomfort. flight. Yeah, well, like we we are supposed to be, everyone's supposed to be kind of uncomfortable and always kind of like fighting for our lives as like a mammal type, you know, like very base level. And so when we don't have that, when we're comfortable, we kind of search for like what's going to kill me. Mm. we're like on alert and so that's where a lot of anxieties can come from potentially this is not proven i don't think but if it is i looked into it if you just like go outside without a jacket when it's really cold like that can help kind of reset your system a little bit because now your body is kicked into like how do i survive and it starts pumping blood more or whatever and it gives your brain a task to keep you alive it's not that you should always be really cold but it's like it's like a maintenance thing of like getting yourself really cold gives your brain the task of like I need to make sure I stay alive versus sitting here comfortable on this couch my brain's like how do I stay alive we're already good and so then it starts looking for other threats like am I gonna misspeak or is that person gonna call me back or what you know and it starts creating these anxieties interesting that's I have never thought of it that way welcome to my brain huh my brain went to the root of the word breath so in inspire you know when you take an inhale it's called in, in, inspiration is it i didn't know <laughs> i know perspiration is when you swear <laughs> but no i had no idea yeah i mean i know inspire in the word of like someone that inspires you like you look up to them and you want to be like them but breathing it has a connection to breathing yeah yeah okay tell me more this up I just had this remembrance of that. Yeah. Inspire. Breathe in. Yeah. Breathe okay. in. She Inhale. Just pulled, she ex- just Googled inspire and the dictionary definition came up. And then the second thing in the dictionary says breathe in air. Inhale. Yep. They can expand their lungs and inspire enough gas to satisfy oxygen requirements. But also to feel inspired, to feel like excited and motivated. Yeah, so it's just interesting, like the different meanings of that word. Well, I think there's also like the idea that breath is life, right? Because if yeah. you stop breathing, you stop being alive. So you need breath to live. And so to be inspired, to be excited, to be motivated, all of those things is to be alive. And to- you can influence that through your breath. Yeah, yeah. You can create more excitement, motivation, love of life through breathing practices yeah okay so is there anything else we want to talk about before we rate this uh, no i feel like this episode went lots of different it actions. really did it was an interesting conversation and i don't have anything else to say on the topic no of i say we go through, i mean you already kind of rated it earlier you were like yeah, 10 yeah. out of 10 but let's go ahead and formally ask you how do you rate breath work what's the your legit rating it's it's a 10 10 out of 10 yeah and what about you? So I'm not someone to give a perfect score. I'm going to give a perfect score to breath work because like you said, it is accessible to everyone. I think we've all experienced some sort of 
breath something whether that's like deep breaths you know when I'm like nervous and I'm outside you know like about a conference and I have to go in and I'm nervous just take some deep breaths or I'm angry like we all know that breathing is going to help you controlling your breath in some way will help you and so it's so accessible and I've seen real real life changes through clearing out emotions in my body from actually focusing on a breathwork ceremony. So if you've never tried breathwork, I definitely recommend somatic breathwork. Personally, was very eye-opening for me. Kundalini. Kundalini is really great and fun. You get to beat on yourself with fists. Yeah. It really depends on like the experience you're looking for, the result you want. Mm-hmm. want so there's so many options. It. There are so many options. Just Google breathwork and you are going to like find a whole world of possibilities and in this digital age it's like super accessible digitally it's like not like you know where you have to go in somewhere you can I'm sure you can find those places but you could definitely find someone on YouTube and doing breathwork stuff I just like you know on Eventbrite you can see different events going on locally Mm -hmm. there's always breathwork is there really things going on in Portland cool like group event we should go to one yeah, and I've heard, like, in my experience, too, of doing it in groups, it can be really profound to be doing yeah. something simultaneously with other people. There is there's definitely something to be said about, like, the collective presence energy, and yeah. energy of other people in there. I know I said earlier that I, like, don't, wouldn't be comfortable with other people in the room, but, like, there is, like, you, when you do stuff with other people around you, there is a support that you can feel for yes. that, too. So. yes. Okay, so 10 out of 10 from you. 10 out of 10 for me. If you do that math, I'm pretty sure it's 10 out, 10 out of 10. 10. Yeah. It's our first perfect score on the legit rating system. Yeah. Yeah. Breathwork. 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 Thanks so much, Heather, for joining. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure that you rate us, review us, interact with us, whatever. If you enjoyed the show, reach out to me at carrie.m on Instagram, threads, or those are about the two platforms I use the most. Heather, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at hi dot vibe dot Heather. <laughs> I was like, wait, where are hi? hi vibe Heather. Hi vibe Heather. At hi vibe Heather. We'll have it all in the show notes. And to give you a disclaimer, I do not endorse the I, use of illegal drugs. The use of illegal drugs. However, in the city of Portland. They're legal. They are legal. And <laughs> Drugs are legal here. <laughs> please stay safe. Use it your please don't break the law. And always make sure that you have a proper guidance. Yes. Whatever. Oh if my you God. do decide to explore, not to be used lightly. Anyway. But also don't break the law. That. Don't break the law, folks. Don't so break the law. That's that. Okay. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs>